Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Beef Podcast. I'm your host, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram. In the studio today, I have Dr. Stephanie with Discover Chiropractic and Wellness. Dr. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Man, this is another exciting episode because uh, chiropractors are something that I definitely believe in. I know we've had that discussion here prior to starting the show. I do see a chiropractor and I just, I can't sing y'all's praises enough. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a Cairo baby. It's it's in my blood. <laughs> so, I mean, the icebreaker question today kind of goes along with that. What was your first job? And if you don't mind sharing, you know, I don't know if you're going to tell anything here or not because you look pretty young, but what was the minimum wage back then? Or is that what you made was minimum wage or how'd it go? My first job was at my chiropractic office. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and so I'm a second generation chiropractor. My dad is also a chiropractor. And so I work in practice with him actually. So he has built up this practice. He's been here since 95, I believe in the Houston area. And so it's something that I just grew up being in the lifestyle of. And I knew pretty much from like middle school, high school, that that's the direction I was going. And so I geared everything as far as my job and my education towards being a chiropractor. And so in my senior year of high school, my first year of college, I was working at the practice, just in the front desk of things, not the doctor part of it, and made some great relationships with patients, learned a ton and realized how valuable that was once I was in school. But I did everything really streamlined. And so I did branch off and work at Starbucks for a little bit (laughs) when I first moved to Atlanta before chiropractic school. But that has been my only job outside of chiropractic. I have literally lived and breathed chiropractic since I was a baby. So yeah. (laughs) I've had a few different jobs. I've done quite a bit in my life before I figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I still haven't grown up, so who knows if that'll change. But (laughs) my first job was actually out in Hockley, Texas, a place called Oil Ranch. Oh, yeah. I know exactly where that is. That's awesome. That was my very first. Now, I mean, I say my first job. That was my first official on a payroll, getting a paycheck Yeah, I think I was making like 12 bucks an hour or something behind the front desk. Maybe a little less at Starbucks, but... (laughs) I was making $5.35 an hour minimum wage (laughs) back in 2005, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, minimum wage. It was... I was 12 in 2005, so... (laughs) See, and I I knew you looked young, so I knew that was going to be the answer there. I was young. I mean, I graduated with my doctorate when I was only 24. And looking back, I mean, I'm 28, almost 29 now, and I'm like, who let me be a doctor when I was 24? But here we are. (laughs) Yeah, I started working when I was 12. Wow. So I worked for my dad. My dad owned a company, Mm -hmm. K&S Flooring Services in Waller. And that's all he did was flooring from the time he was 15 years old. So I started working with him just demoing floors. So if you had 
uh, carpet or tile or something that needed to come up before our installers came out and installed, then I was in there ripping all that stuff up 12 years old. He dropped me off at a job site in Houston. Yeah. Take off, go to his other job sites, make sure his crews were lined out, come back, check on me. We load all the trash up in his pickup, take it, dump it or burn it out in the county somewhere. Beautiful. That wasn't too bad. I made anywhere from two to 400 bucks a day on that. Shut up. Yeah. So I'd make like two, three, 400 bucks in a weekend and he would make me put half of it in a savings account. And then he would give me the other half or I could put as much as I wanted in the savings account above that. That's awesome. The thing was when I turned 16, which unfortunately he passed away before I turned 16, but we were supposed to, he was going to match 100% anything I saved to buy my first car. Yeah. So his goal was I'll pitch in and buy your first car, but you're going to earn it as well. And man, I did some hard work sweat my butt off for sure. That's great foundation though. Yeah, it was really good stuff. Really invaluable there. Like who gets that when they're a teenager like that, right? Yeah. Not very often. Well, then what was cool was after we were done working all day, then we'd go to the bar and I'd shoot pool and win him free beer because I couldn't drink. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it worked out well. So Easy enough. Before we get too far into this, I have to stop and take a second to talk about our partner in this podcast. They're an awesome sponsor and they support us tremendously. It's Community Bank of Texas. I know everybody's heard me talk about them on this podcast before, but they really know that especially now, the experience and availability of a banking partner is crucial. Community Bank of Texas is here to help your business, and their bankers have been working diligently to give clients the support that they need during these challenging economic times. As business owners, you know there are a lot of things that keep us up at night, but our bank should not be one of them. When you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. They're proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. The short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions. Because when it comes to doing business, Community Bank of Texas simply delivers a better banking experience. They're a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas, business banking, better banking, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Now... We want to know all about Dr. Stephanie. Where'd you come from? I know we started talking about it a little bit, how you got started with that icebreaker question there, but you know, what drives your passion every day to be an entrepreneur? Well, definitely. I mean, that's really all I've known. My parents have pulled themselves up from nothing their whole lives and they've done odd jobs here and there, but my dad has really taken off. He worked as an associate, so a partner doctor. It wasn't his own practice for almost a decade. And then in 2004, he branched off and created what we now know as Discover Chiropractic and Wellness. And so that was still, I was really young back then. And I actually think a huge driver of that was our kind of what was going on in our family at that time. Like we're a family practice through and through and what happens in the family can affect the business. And so back when my dad was opening his very first practice by himself, it actually coincided with a huge change in our family dynamic. My mom had double kidney failure. I think it was the same week that they opened. So if you can imagine a family with three young kids and trying to open up your own business and then we get, you know, the matriarch of the family gets hit with this huge diagnosis, like what? do you do? What do you do? Mm -hmm. And so what we really did was rely on our community and the amazing community that chiropractic has. And we had amazing friends that just stepped in in our time of need. And we were still able to open the practice and make it very successful. And even through that community, mom got a kidney transplant. So how cool is that? (laughs) So, I mean, it's, of course it happened over a long period of time and I really didn't 
have a lot of awareness about the business. I just knew that like, I really liked seeing my dad help people and how he helped my mom through that process too. And I know that I've always like, people have spoken into me like, oh, you're like really good with your hands or like you have a knack for healing or something like that. I was very involved in the church growing up too. So that was a huge foundation for like my clarification, my, my gifts. And so Growing up, going through high school, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So how can I streamline that? So when I graduated high school, I stuck around. I went to Lone Star for a year and a half, did like a bunch of classes, as many as I could, save money. I could have gone to a four-year school, but I knew that I wanted to be a chiropractor as soon as possible. So I just fast-tracked that process. Mm -hmm. Went to Lone Star for a year, finally moved over to Marietta, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. And that's where I finished my undergrad and was able to start the the doctorate program as a 19-year-old. Wow. <laughs> and so I ended up finishing that program when I was 24, just freshly 24, graduated March 2017. That was actually another time. A lot of this kind of goes back around to mom too, because so my mom, she received the kidney transplant when I was 16. And then if anybody knows anything about kidney disease, it doesn't always last the longest. And mm -hmm. so that transplant only lasted about eight years. And so as I was graduating chiropractic school, she was going into kidney failure again. And so it's just like these crazy, like full circle moments that are really, they drive that passion. And so I came back from my college years and really just focused all of my energy into the family and into the business and how we can really kind of relight the fire. Because I think a long time of going through that and me being gone, like my dad was like, just not in the place where he was really passionate about the office anymore. So I was like, I know this needs to be, you know, breathe some life back into the office. And that was the role that I took on. So I've been now back here in Cyprus for, I grew up here. <laughs> so I grew up, right. I went to Cy Woods, I graduated from there, but I came back and just started to change things. I love art. I'm an artist at heart. And so I just started changing the stuff I could at that time, like the face of the practice, the branding of the practice, just the little things that I could get my hands on that I understood, started caring for patients and then, you know, started to experience the miracles that I was able to facilitate through what we do in our office as far as adjusting people, helping them live their best lives from the inside out and cultivate health from the inside out. And through that process, I mean, now mom has had kidney transplant number two. She's doing awesome. If you met her on the street, you have no idea that any of this was going on. And we have a full-blown family practice, literally. My dad and I are, are the associate doctors together. We're practice partners, if you will. And my mom is the health coach. And so we can help people from, you know, your traditional chiropractic stuff as far as pain goes headaches, things like that, all the way into like hormone imbalance, just helping people with whatever stage of life and health they're at. Like that is what I truly choose to like how I can individualize care. And I did a lot of extra studying in school to help special populations like kiddos and pregnant women before and after pregnancy with helping with conception and infertility issues. I mean, you name it, there's some way that chiropractic can be a part of that health journey. That's my firm belief. Just because, I mean, when you have somebody who's had kidney failure and then they get adjusted more regularly and like really commit themselves to chiropractic care and they get off of seven out of the eight medications that they're on, I mean, and their quality of life improves even when they're on the dialysis chair three times a week. I mm -hmm. mean, how amazing is that? 
Yeah, people don't realize how destructive dialysis is. Right. I mean, that's it's, like, it's like maybe having like 15% kidney function. And right. so when you see people's life improve in how they experience life and how they view their own potential in life, when they see that like light bulb turn on, because life has just been like bogging them down. Like, I mean, I know we all can relate to brain fog and like feel like we're just going through the motions. And really at the end of the day, it all boils down to like how stress is affecting our life and how our body is responding to it. Mm -hmm. And how do you kind of bridge that gap? How do you get out of that? How do you tell your brain to like do something different? And that's really where I see chiropractic being like the missing puzzle piece. Because even I get like the most healthy, you know, quote unquote healthy people, like they do all of the healthy things. They work out, they eat well, they don't take a lot of prescription medications or any prescription medications. They drink water. <laughs> Yet they're still like dealing with headaches or they're dealing with hormonal issues or they're like feeling like they're forgetting everything and they like can't turn their brain off. And so that's where I think this new generation of chiropractic, because like I tell people all the time, like I can help you with your pain. That's the easy part. How do I help you improve your quality of life physically, chemically, emotionally? Right. And like that is just what I'm so passionate about, because a lot of times it's like these moms who come in and they're trying to balance everything between their marriage and their kids and their lives and their jobs. And it's like all too much. And they're like, I just want it to stop, but I know it can't stop because then we'll stop and that's not good. So like, what do we do? <laughs> and really when they start getting adjusted, it's all about, okay, wow, I can like slow down for a minute. Wow. I can experience new sensation in my body. Like, oh, I'm handling this better. You know, I can actually like breathe <laughs> yeah. and I can actually sleep at night. And oh my gosh, my digestion's better. Oh my gosh, I haven't been sick in a while. Huh? Weird. <laughs> but it's like, and a lot of it's unconscious and we just have to unlock whatever is interfering with our normal function. Cause like we firmly believe the body is designed to heal itself. We have that innate ability to heal. Yep. So how do we nurture that versus approaching health? I think we're told a lot of times to like, okay, if we have pain, we need to cover it up. Or if yep. we have a symptom, we need to get rid of it versus listening to the symptom. I think that's a very different approach than we typically get in the allopathic model. And my job is to, number one, listen to my patients and number two, educate my patients because doctor means teacher. And I think that's a big gap in our health care world is educating our patients. So, but when my patients come into my office, if they have two meetings with me before I ever lay hands on them. And that's by design. I want to make sure we're on the same page. It's a doctor-doctor relationship, not a doctor-patient relationship. We know that you are equipped to heal and function well. So how do we cultivate that? We know that physical stress can be a part of it. But typically it's emotional stress. That's like really the big kicker there. And our emotional stress will absolutely dictate our physical expression. And so we take x-rays, we do all sorts of different tests, and we make sure we have a better understanding and the best understanding we can have at that time and create a plan of action to move forward in a way that's best for everybody. For sure. So, I mean, we kind of touched on some of those ways that uh, Discover is a little different than a traditional chiropractor, but, you know, something we talked about before we started recording was obviously the chiropractor that I personally have seen for my past issues, they focus a little bit differently, whereas they take insurance and they have 
different modalities of treatment that they can choose from. You know, it's not just coming in and getting a stretch and leaving. Obviously, you're not the same way either. But, you know, kind of explain the difference between those two and what makes you all a little bit different than your standard run-of-the-mill chiropractor. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, a good thing. And it's a sticking point, too, in the profession of chiropractic. Because you can walk into two chiropractic offices and get completely different things. And I think that's why, like, you know, with an MD, it's very consistent. You know what you're going to get, which, you know, their toolbox is kind of limited. It's typically a prescription or maybe physical therapy if you're lucky or, and hopefully not a surgery, but you know, that's kind of the tools that they have. We just have different tools and addressing a lot of the same issues. So when you come into our practice as a new patient, we do what's called a day one. And so you come in, we have our consultation and we go through every single bit of what's going on, what you wrote on the paper. And sometimes what you didn't write on the Mm -hmm. paper, you didn't think to write on the paper or, you know, I'll go through and I'll ask a question. They're like, how did you know that? (laughs) And so it's all about understanding the nervous system. So that's a huge part of it too, is talking about the nervous system itself, not just joints, not just the spine. This is when I'm adjusting somebody, my goal is to reduce stress on many levels and help get our system back into a state of healing versus a state of survival, which like we kind of like exist in sometimes. Mm-hmm. So our practice, we do the x-ray and then we have a second appointment where we review that x-ray together in detail. I show you everything that I saw, everything I found, and then we go forward with a plan of action. Because as you know, one adjustment is great, but it typically is not going to be like the one and done type of thing. You know, it's not a quick fix at all. It's, you know, it definitely can relieve a lot in one adjustment. I've seen amazing things happen in one adjustment. But we know that just like if you work out one time and expect to lose 30 pounds, like that's unrealistic. And so we have to do something, you know, there's no process that doesn't require time. So time is the big thing. And so we take all this information, we evaluate you, and then we figure out, okay, what's the best plan of action right now? Not to get from where we're at to perfect, but to shift where our momentum is going. Because a lot of times momentum in our posture, momentum in our structure is moving in a direction that none of us want to be in. That old crunched over lady walking with the walker, right? (laughs) And so we talk all about how structure is the big dictator of function and how we can improve the structure so we can improve the function. And so when you come in, there's just a couple of things that our patients do. It's really patient-led through our office. There's not a lot of hand-holding that we have to do. Patients come in, they do a few rehab exercises, very specific stuff to help with like disc hydration and just getting warmed up for the adjustment. It takes about five minutes to get warmed up. And then we adjust. We do, I always tell my patients, head, shoulders, knees, toes, whatever we need on that day, that's what we're going to get done. Because if you're coming in and we're stressed out from a long day of work or, you know, we're about to have a long day of work, this is a great time to just take that breather. That five minutes, especially if you've been experiencing those five minutes, make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And so we adjust. And then a big part of our office is something called corrective chiropractic care. So a lot of times when my patients are coming in for the first time and they're getting those x-rays, we're looking at structure and we're saying, okay, how can we improve this so you can have better function? Like I was just talking about, but that's where some of our other, the last thing we do after we get adjusted, which is called the vibration platform, or we call it the vibe. It's just a vibrating platform that we stand on for five minutes after the adjustment. And it's just one big brain exercise. That's what I tell my patients, because I just adjusted them and put their joints into a new position. And your brain's like, cool, but like, what the heck just happened? So the vibe is a great bridge to help us hold on to that adjustment. 
because those vibrations are going to talk to your joints and those joints are going to talk to your brain and it's going to help create a new set point after that adjustment. So that's why when I'm seeing people like multiple times a week and we're setting the joints and then we're setting the adjustment, it makes a huge difference over, you know, six to eight weeks as far as what their structure looks like, what their function looks like, what their quality of life looks like. I mean, we see tremendous change and it's so, so, so cool because it doesn't involve drugs or surgery or anything like that. It's all their innate ability to heal. And so we are an all cash practice. <laughs> so like you're saying, a lot of the insurance practices do tend to have more modalities. Like patients will ask like, oh, do you have like the decompression machine or do you yeah. have the binolator <laughs> to lay on with the rolls or e-stem or something like that? We don't have any of those. They're nice stuff, but it's just not our highest choice in like spending time with patients. We know that the goods are in the adjustment. That is like the core philosophy of chiropractic is the adjustment can do the work and the body can do the work with the adjustment. We just have to let it do it. And so there's nothing wrong with any of those modalities. I've used all of them. I've been an athlete. I've done lots of stuff. It's just not what we choose primarily for our patients. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm a huge fan of those TENS units. Oh, yeah. Man, I, <laughs> my grandma got me hooked on those when I was young and she was using it for mm -hmm. her muscles and she had the big one that was probably as big as this soundboard I had yeah. in front of me and she'd plug in all those things and I just thought it was cool because, you know, me and my cousin, we just wanted to shock each other. Right, exactly. <laughs> but now that I got older, I went to a German fest in Tomball and I sat down in a chair because, you know, of course, I had the big sign and said, do you suffer from back pain? And I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's me mm -hmm. <laughs> all day. <laughs> and I sat down and he put those things on me and I was like, oh, this is heaven. Right. Absolutely. You know, so I got my little personal one now that I use uh -huh. all the time. And I, man. They're lifesavers for sure. Oh, trust sure, me. I know. You know. So something I didn't mention I, is that I was a competitive power lifter all throughout college. So going through chiropractic school, I was moving and using my body all the time. I actually trained with other chiropractic students. And so form was very important for oh, us. Yeah. But I had the opportunity to compete on two international teams when I was in college, going through all of this education. And I firmly attribute that experience to me being adjusted my whole life and being able to like use my body mechanics to my advantage and right time, right place. I was on Team USA and here we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's one big thing people need to realize too, that you brought up is that every chiropractic office is so different. And so it's not saying that because one takes insurance and offers those modalities that they're better or worse than one that doesn't and offers what you have. But I think we probably both would agree that there is that kind of hokey type of chiropractic office that's yeah. out there as well that, you know, if it works for you, I'm all about live and let live. Yeah. If it works for you and you want to give them their, your money and you want to go do it, great. Have at it. But I think that Sometimes the general public who's not so keen on chiropractic offices, when they hear about those things, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, my buddy went over and they were doing yeah. this weird it ritual work stuff or, and it didn't yeah. work or it mm -hmm. made them worse. And I'm like, but that's because they weren't doing what they're supposed to. Because, you know, like I told you before we started recording, and I always do this, we have such great conversations right. when we don't have a microphone in front of our <laughs> face. I'm like, hey, this is a podcast, idiot. Right. <laughs> but, you know, like I told you, I went to my doctor first after my injury. And I said, I'm going to go to this chiropractor because I've been before just when I had general back pain, which come to find out, I've probably always had this slip disc and just didn't get diagnosed. Right. And I said, so I'm going to this chiropractic office. And he said, that's fine. Absolutely. Go there. Let me give you a referral for ortho and talk to them as well. 
but you know, this needs to be a co-management of I'll give you pain pills. The chiropractor will stretch you and do their treatments. And then ortho will tell you if you need surgery or a needle or what you need. Cool. And when I went to my chiropractic office, I said, Hey, I'm going to my doctor for pain meds because I'm in pain. And they're like, absolutely. We don't want you to be in pain. Take them. And then I said, they referred me to an ortho and they said, absolutely. Because if you need surgery or you need uh, injections, we can't do that. But you may need that. And that was the big trigger for me to say, okay, this is a legitimate chiropractic office is that they didn't say, oh, you don't need a doctor. You don't need a surgeon. No, we're going to fix you right here in this office with our wonderful medicine. It was, yeah, we're going to work in tandem with these people and we're going to do the best treatment for you. And if that is, don't come to this chiropractic office for a couple of weeks and go have surgery. Great. Go have surgery. Yeah. And it really, you know, it varies case by case. Yours was definitely a more severe case. And so it's not always that I have to co-manage with every practitioner that that person sees, but I'm absolutely happy to do that because I do have patients who come in and they're in acute pain and they do need something to take the edge off because that's going to maximize what I do as well. And that's great. As long as we have a plan for like an end date of those things, because that's sometimes it is like you don't get an end date always when you mm -hmm. get a prescription or you have a problem like this. And that's where it gets a little because of course our philosophy is different. You know, I don't prescribe medication. I don't want to prescribe medication. That's not my wheelhouse. But sure. if somebody's like, in, you know, they have an accident or they, you know, get just randomly putting on our socks or whatever it is, right? Like we definitely need help. And that's where co-management comes into play. But I'd say the biggest things to look for in a chiropractic office, not my chiropractic, not whatever, is that somebody is at least taking x-rays. X-rays are a huge, huge piece of information that if a chiropractor doesn't have that information, I'm not saying they're bad or anything like that. There's very, there's a lot of different techniques and ways to approach the spine. Just in our case, you know, for the safety of the patient, we always like to see before we give any sort of care. For sure. So that's why we take x-rays and we value that too. Because like I said, patients are coming into me two visits before I even lay hands on them because I want to do every test possible to know that they are going to be safe under my care and that they're going to get results under my care because I'll be very upfront and transparent with my patient if I don't think I can help them. And that's like, I think what we're, what we're looking for here is just transparency and honesty in who your providers are. If you're not learning something from your doctor when you go visit them, whether they're a medical doctor or a chiropractor or whoever, you know, gut check. <laughs> is that really yeah. where you want to be? Is Are you getting the maximum benefit of this provider? Because it's like, we live right now, we call everything healthcare, but is it truly healthcare? Are you getting healthy? Are you healing? Yeah. Or are we kind of just staving off symptoms? And like, that's the big thing is like, okay, if you're having a symptom in one place, is your provider just looking there or are they looking other places to see what might be causing that symptom? That's really what chiropractic is like. The big differentiator for me is that we are, I call us doctors of cause. We want to know what is causing the pain or the dysfunction so we can get rid of the cause to get rid of the effect, not just cover up the effect or the right. symptom. We want to know exactly what the cause is. And a lot of times when people are coming in with pain, even in their low back, like I tell people all the time, like, okay, you're here for low back pain. I'm still going to take an x-ray of your neck dude, because 100%. like that matters. And if no one has ever looked at your neck, even though you're just having pain in your low back, that's not that great. We want to see the whole picture because you're not just a machine that has like a low back part. <laughs> you yeah. know, your you're a whole person. <laughs> yeah, your low back part L needs changed L6 now. L6 needs to be replaced. <laughs> oh, wait, that doesn't exist. That's right. 
<laughs> you know, so you're not, yeah, we're a whole person who has emotions and experiences and our cells respond differently to stimuli person by person. And so like, yeah. I take that into full consideration and we can connect a lot of dots, even on other symptoms. Because like, you know, we've talked about pain here, but like if someone is suffering with constipation, that is in my opinion, a chiropractic issue. Because I will tell people all the time, like, oh, or I'll ask people, they don't even put it on their paperwork. I take their x-rays, I see their gut, and I'm like, how often are you going to the bathroom? What's going on here? And yeah. they're like, oh, well, well how, what? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, like, for real though. Because going back to the nervous system conversation, so just so everybody knows, I want to do a little education on the nervous hey, system that's here. that's what we're here okay? for too. So we have a brain, right? And we have senses. We have five senses. Some of us have a brain. Some, okay, yeah. But I'm just kidding. Yeah, Go ahead. No, Andrew over there, we went. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening. No, I'm sure he will. So, you know, our brain is there to perceive our environment, right? And it does that through our senses. Every sense in our body creates the world around us and the world inside of us. And so our brain is responsible for keeping us safe, keeping us alive, right? And there's so many things going on right now, as you and I are talking that we are not conscious of, you know, making, oh man, I don't even want to get into it. So, yeah. you know, the brain is doing a lot and stress comes into our life period. And it can come into three main categories. There's physical stress from having either like a very active job or actually even a very inactive job. A lot of times those spines look the same in my office. There's also chemical stress from our environment, from different medications, from food, from water. I mean, lots of different areas of chemical stress in our life. And then like the king of all the stressors, emotional stress. And so, and those will absolutely dictate the other two. And so if we have admittedly a lot of any of those types of stress in our life, we might have some stuff going on. We might have some pain going on. We might have some dysfunction going on, stuff that we're aware of and stuff that we might not be aware of yet. You know, like how often does a hormone disorder just like pop out of nowhere, right? Like it happens over time. It's just sometimes it doesn't happen so loudly that we pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So when our brain is experiencing stress, it will go into fight or flight, right? You're familiar with the oh, fight, yeah. fight or flight response of the paramedic, of course. And so there are a huge slew of physiological changes in our body when we are in a state of fight or flight, right? Like our blood pressure goes up, our stress hormones go up, even our blood cholesterol, our blood sugar, all that stuff goes up. And that is great in a time of need, in a time of survival, when, you know, there's a bear outside and I got to like protect my family. Thank God I have these tools inside my body to survive. Like that's awesome. Right. But these days it's not the bear. It is our job, our family, our relationships, the world. I mean, it's everything and anything that is affecting our state of being. And especially in America that we just like go, go, go all the time. And like, we don't have a chance to like breathe. You know, I actually think that was honestly a huge blessing in the last year that we did have a second to like step back and evaluate what we were doing every day. So that's, you know, I can go off on that all day too, but ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, you know, we just get stuck in a cycle of doing and then our body forces us to take a break, you know, or we can be like, I need a break. I need a break. And then like, literally like break an ankle or something, yeah. you know? And so what we do is like, how can we 
get the nervous system back to functioning in the other half predominantly versus staying stuck in that survival mode, that fight or flight mode. So the other half of the autonomic nervous system is called the parasympathetic nervous mm-hmm. system or rest and digest or rest and reproduce or rest and repair, whatever you want to call it. But we have a different set of tools when we're in that state. And that is where, you know, my digestion is on point. My immune system's on point. I get really good sleep at night. My mind is clear. I can focus on what I'm doing right now and not have a million other things plaguing me, right? I mean, I'm human. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I live in that sympathetic nervous yeah. system state of just fight or flight Fight all or time. flight. See, that's it. And so, like, how can we change that? We have to give your brain something new to do. And unless we are consciously doing something new, like meditating every Every single day, taking time to journal and like get it, like literally like purge it out of our system, it's going to stay. The body keeps the score. And so where things show up, we can also kind of interpret what might be going on emotionally for those people. That's another podcast topic. But <laughs> I know, I, So I'm sensing that we need to discover podcast series where we yeah. just talk about because you have so many good topics. I mean, I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but I love it. I think it's great. You know, so much good information. Thank you. Well, yeah. And so that's like, that's my main thing with my patients, especially working with pregnant women, especially working with kids. A lot of it, we're just stuck in survival. And so with chiropractic care, when I am adjusting somebody, I have literally their life in my hands. And I know how the body's mapped out. I know where these systems are live. And so we like to stimulate the areas of the body where the parasympathetic nervous system lives. So that's typically in the neck and in the low back in the sacral area. And so especially for kiddos who are having challenges with like learning disabilities or physical challenges like constipation, that's my favorite one. We stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, rest and repair system. And these kiddos and my patients, they heal. Because they are equipped to do so. It's just when we're in that fight or flight state all the time, we literally cannot access those things. We are, it's all or nothing. That's what the, how the nervous system operates. We're either in survival or in rest and repair. And we want to be in rest and repair as much as possible because that's where the magic happens. That's where like all those great memories you have like around the holidays when we're all just like, you know, that Christmas night is my favorite one. Cause like, that's when everything's done. The stress is over. Mm-hmm. The kids got their stuff. We're just able to like hang out. We're nice and full from big old meal. Thanksgiving is a good one too. But uh, <laughs> It is, but you know, because of Black Friday, it doesn't shut down like it used to. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my favorite things about Christmas is my family's always celebrated on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know, that's when we have our big get together. And then Christmas Day is when everybody is on their own at their own personal house, you know. And there's just something, like you said, magical about waking up that morning and knowing I have nothing to do. Because even if I wanted to do something, I really can't. Mm -hmm. If a corner store can't solve my situation, I'm out of luck, you know. And so I love that, just sitting there watching the kids play, take a nap on the recliner. Yeah. All day. So, like, how do we cultivate that more than one day a year? Right. (laughs) What a concept, right? Yeah. So that's like, how can we have that 
even in the thick of our job and school and everything we have going on as families. I talk about families a lot because we are a family-based practice. And so we see the dynamic of, you know, the patriarch who has the job and is doing all of the work there, the stay-at-home mom who has a side hustle and also is trying to raise kids, you know, or the homeschool families. I mean, we have so many different patients in similar yet different walks of life. And that's really where individualizing care comes in. Not everyone who comes in is going to need a huge care plan. But I know that the more we're able to interact with their system and get their system to calm down, the more benefit that patient's going to see. And so even in my most acute pain cases, or even in my most simple cases where people just want to get well and stay well, we see anybody and everybody. So it's pretty cool. And I know there's going to be so many people listening that, you know, you can't change everybody's mind. But all I can say is if you're listening right now and you're thinking, Yeah. Okay. Roll my eyes. Whatever. Dr. Stephanie has the answer. She's going to push on your spine a little bit and it's going to make a difference. All I can tell you is give it a try because first of all, it doesn't hurt. You're not sticking needles into my spine. You're not injecting anything into my spine. You're just doing stretches, exercises, and adjustments. And it really does instantly. I mean, I don't know. Some of the adjustments that that y'all do, I can just feel it from the bottom of my spine oh, all yeah. the way to my head. Oh, it's I mean, crazy. The, the body responds. And th- so that's the thing. Like, I'm not, you know, you don't all have to come to me. Uh, <laughs> but if you're going to consider chiropractic care, like I said, check and see if they take x-rays on that first visit. Make sure that that doctor is able to see what's going on in your spine. And also, if you're looking for your kids or anything, there's also doctors who have studied specifically to take care of pediatric population, pregnant women, things like that. So definitely just do your research. Call offices. Reach out to me. I'd love to help set you up if you're not close to the Cypress area. I know doctors all over the Houston area, so I'd absolutely help to set up anybody. If you're looking to get at least evaluated and see what's going on, I'd love to just reach you know, let me know. I'll find somebody for you. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing to push, you know, as a paramedic in charge on an ambulance, there were so many times where I would show up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, midnight to a patient's house. And I say, well, I've been sick with this condition. And I went to my doctor and they gave me a prescription and now I'm home. And it's like, well, why are you taking that prescription? What is it treating exactly? They I don't, don't know. know. The they doctor, don't know. Mm-hmm. Doctor told me to take it. Okay, cool. You know, don't get me wrong. I believe firmly in medicine and medicine is a great thing. And these doctors, what they treat when they have to with medicine or with procedures, it is absolutely amazing. Science has come a long way and I do not deny science and healthcare and and all that stuff. But if your doctor is not taking the time to explain why it's beneficial, that's a problem. And it may just be the doctor's too busy and that's perfectly fine. Find another doctor if you got to. If you can't stop your doctor and say, I need you to spend five minutes with me and explain why I'm taking this medicine, what it does. And I guess it's easy for me as a paramedic because there's just certain words I've learned to throw out at my doctor to where I don't have to walk in and say, I'm a paramedic and I know what you're talking about. You know, I just, when I walk in and I just say, I've had bilateral lower extremity pain for the past three days and I haven't had this, 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 or this, and Mm -hmm. I have had this, 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 or this. And they're like, okay, cool. What do you do for a living? Right. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm a paramedic and a firefighter. Okay, cool. So now that I know you know what I'm talking about, this is what you have. And they start throwing that lingo out and they'll explain it to me because I'm not a doctor. You know, as a paramedic, I've got some great knowledge in there, but I don't know everything there is to know about medicine, especially I treat emergency problems. Very different. And I treat that in the back of an ambulance with a doctor's guidance through written protocol. And that is it. I am not a doctor. I'm not treating chronic illnesses and I am not 
healing your problems. I am keeping your heart beating and your lungs moving air until we get to a doctor so I can say, here you right. go. Here and I'm not are. doing any healing either. Right. That's the fun thing is my patients are doing the healing. Yeah. I'm just finding the interference with the communication between my brain and body, removing it the way I know how through a chiropractic adjustment and allowing a new environment to take over and allow the brain to do its job. Because but the brain's, yeah, ultimately going to do it. As a patient, I just have to encourage them, get that explanation like you're willing to give of, hey, this is why I'm doing this and this is what it's going to do. And if we don't have that result, here's plan B. Yeah, for sure. You for know? sure. I mean, that's a conversation I have a lot of times because my patients come in and they're frustrated. They get a prescription they or they know what they're going to get if they go to their PCP or their medical doctor and they don't want it. And so, you know, it's especially when it comes to like the day to day, the chronic stuff that you're talking about. Emergency yeah. medicine, amazing. You know, transplant medicine, amazing. Well, that's what's keeping people alive. And science has come so far, we can keep people alive for a long time. I ask my patients, I'm like, I'm sure you have family members or friends who are like, you know, maybe older now and they're dealing with some health struggles. And like, I asked them, I'm like, what does their quality of life look like? Yes. What does it look like? And a lot of times they give me that exact same look you just gave me is like, it's not the best. Right. It's not. They're just kind of like making it Existing. day by day. Yeah. So that's not living, right? And so like none of us choose the nursing home when we're retired. We right. choose the cruise ship. That's where we want to be. Yep. How do we do that, right? And we're not going to just get that all of a sudden when we retire and like have function, especially if we've had bilateral lower extremity pain for the last few years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You know, and so we have to just, you know, realize that health is something just like we know that exercise and nutrition can give us those things. Chiropractic is just another one of those tools, making sure that our structure is correct so our function be can be correct. You know, we're talking about things like degenerative disc disease and joint problems problems, things like that, that a lot of it comes into that physical part, like that alignment. If we're out of alignment and that joint isn't moving, that disc isn't going to get what it needs. And then it can kind of just go on and so forth. We're going to lose motion. We're going to have pain. We're going to have discomfort and we can medicate. We can't like medicate our way out of a mechanical problem. You know, that's a chemical solution to a mechanical problem. Right. It just like doesn't work like that. Absolutely. So, you know, not to toot my own horn. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just a different toot, way toot. to, yeah, two, two, for sure. <laughs> it's just a different way to approach how the body works, you know? And that, like I said, there's nothing wrong when we, and when we're in those acute stages that we need some of those extra helping hands with the pain medication and things like that. It's just like, we want to have a plan, an exit strategy, because ultimately we want to be able to do all these things without those things, without extra, you know, outside in way of approaching health. Chiropractic is an inside out approach to health. How do we promote health from above down inside out? That's a very common chiropractic saying. So, yeah. Makes sense. Well, how do we promote and support you and how do we come see you? Give us kind of that, that little 60 second sales pitch of, Hey, here's my social channels. Here's how you come get an appointment with me, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, right now we're running a special. You might see it on Facebook or Instagram. We have a $47 introductory special. So you can come in do a consult with me, get x-rays, a doctor's report and a plan of action that doesn't include an adjustment, but just those first two meetings with me, we're doing that for $47 right now. So definitely look out for my ads or if you hear me on the podcast, please give us 
us a call and let us know that this is where you found me and we'll make sure you get that special offer. You can definitely visit our website. It's discoverchirohouston.com. Discover Cairo Houston is also our handle on Instagram. You'll find our Facebook page that way too, Discover Chiropractic and Wellness. And this is really just me empowering you to do some research. If this sounds interesting, read more about it. Don't Go on Wikipedia. Wikipedia's <laughs> Wikipedia's definition of chiropractic is a little biased, in my opinion. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, that, they're one that Wikipedia can be such a great source of information. It can sometimes, be, but... if it's well referenced, then yeah. you check their references. For but sure. then there's sometimes yeah. they say some things, and you're like, okay, who wrote this? Oh, yeah, they don't have any references. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, we take care of mostly families. So whatever comes with the family, whether it's a pediatric case pregnant women or just individuals who are looking to improve their quality of life, that's what we do in our office. And I know other offices in the Houston area that practice like that as well. So if this is something you're looking to add into your lifestyle, just to really round out what your quality of life is and how you can maximize your potential in mental, emotional, physical well-being, spiritual well-being, all of it is touched on and improved, in my opinion, by chiropractic care. Like I said, all the, even those healthiest people with all of those, you know, they're checking off every box except chiropractic care, they really, really see the, the difference in their life and what, how they operate, how they recover, how they experience the world when their nervous system is clear and their nervous system is living in a state of, I call it thrival versus survival. Hey, I like it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today and sharing all that with us. Thank you so much, John. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to The Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef.